Joining me right now is the undefeated featherweight submission artist, Shaquem Rock. What's going on, Shaquem? Good, good. Who convinced you to take shots to the groin? The lads in the gym did. As I, I, I bought a new groin card and I was like, yeah, it's fucking, it's indestructible. And they were like, go on then, let's, let's try it then. <laughs> but one of the lads was kicking me in the stomach. That's why I was like, ah, lad, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> now, I saw that you joined MTK Global. How did that yeah, all come together? Um, so, originally, they wanted to sign a new wrestling coach, Mehdi. And then um, Mehdi wasn't too sure whether he wanted to sign or whether he wanted to stay like independent and manage himself. But I knew all, I knew about MTK already from Baron Till, from Tyson Fury. They got loads of fighters, you know what I mean? So when he said he's, he, he's, he's at the offer, I was like, tell them about me. Like. And then he just connected me with them and now I'm with them. How big is it for you to be with them since you are a Liverpool native? Yeah, yeah. So. Even before he got the offer and I got the offer, I was already like, oh, if I could sign to anyone, it'd be MTK. And then it, it's like it just fell into place, you know what I mean? Like it was meant to be, lad. Well, it seems like everything is falling into place for you. Earlier this year, you went yeah. to Taiwan. You, you, know, you were in the co-main event of Way of the Dragon 3. You submitted a UFC veteran, Rocky Lee. Take me through yeah. that fight and the finish. Um, yeah, that one was a bit uh, everything that we'd done in the gym is everything that, that was happening in the fights. Like, we, we kind of knew what he was coming with, uh, so we prepared specifically for him. And um, even in the warm up, someone's come into the room and said, Rocky's warming up now. And I'm like, I'm not asked what he's doing, I'm focused on me. And I didn't warm up after that kid told me that I didn't warm up for another hour. I was just chilling, like, yeah, whatever, I'll warm up when my coach tells me to. Coach told me to warm up. It was literally it's the best warm up I've ever had. I never, I never had no butterflies. My legs never felt heavy. The warm up was just perfect. As soon as they finished the warm up, it was time to walk out. And uh, everything we were drilling in, in the warm up backstage, just everything that happened in the fight. We knew he'd come out fast. We knew he'd push me to the cage. We knew he'd come aggressive because he's coming off losses. He wants to get his win back. But we also knew he'd slow down. And when he slowed down, that's when we take the second and the third round or I'd submit him at the end of the first. And that's exactly what happened. Everything just went how we expected it. It was nice. It seems like on the ground, man, you are phenomenal because Rocky Lee, he is a veteran. He's been, you know, in the cage with a lot of tough guys and you went in there and went through him pretty easily. Is that a big confidence yeah. booster for you? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was a confidence booster. Because uh, even though I might come across as cocky or whatever on social media, I'm quite, I'm quite level-headed. Uh, I believe in myself, but I'm not like fucking yeah, I'm better than everyone. But yeah, uh, it was a good name to have on the record. But yeah, everything just went perfect. How, how we like planned it to, how we expected it to. Honestly, I thought I'd get him in the second, or I thought I'd control him at the end of the first, and then he'd be tired in the second. But to get the submission was, was nice, yeah. Um, going into this next one now, I feel like it's a completely different guy. I'm fighting with a completely different style, so I don't compare to the last fight. It's, it's, it's a, this guy's just going to come out and swing, so it's going to be a different fight, I feel. 
Yeah, definitely. Your next fight, URCC 77. You're going to another Asian country, Manila, Philippines. How did you hook up with the promotion? Um, honestly, I've been speaking to URCC Global since I was 1-0 or 2-0. Uh, constantly pestering them. Give me a fight, give me a fight, give me a fight. Uh, I've been asking to fight the Mark Striegel for the longest time. Because I just think that guy is just a fucking cheater, just a steroid abuser. Um, so eventually, after pestering them enough times, they were like, "All right, we'll give you the fight. Shut the fuck up." <laughs> so uh, I've took the fight, and then uh, I'd say about three weeks out from the fight, they actually offered me, "Do I want to switch and fight Mark Striegel in the co-main event?" And my heart told me yeah, my brain told me yeah, but my coaches told me no. So. I had to stick with my original fight. I spoke to MTK and I spoke to all my coaches and they said, just stay with the guy you've got, beat him. And then in the next one, we'll ask for Mark. Do you know what I mean? But that's, that's the fight I want, really. Like, he's got the belt as well. So I'm, I'm hoping he wins against this Japanese guy so I can, I can call him out and go for him next. But let's see, you know, I believe in things are supposed to happen. So if it's meant to be, it'll happen. Do you know what I mean? Well, that, hey, that's an interesting fight, man, because I know Mark. I've interviewed him a few times. He is good. He is a big name, and, you know, you're looking yeah. to take big names, so that's it's it. a good fight. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying he's shit, but you look at his record, he hasn't fought the best guys, and when he has, he's put him in tough positions, and some of them have submitted him, or and he end up beating him. He, I believe if don't think he's got the best jiu-jitsu. It's good, but it's not the best. I don't believe he's got better jiu-jitsu than me. Uh, striking is not very good. I just believe the style he possesses is perfect from, for me. That's the style I think I beat 10 times out of 10. But at the same time, this is what my coaches were telling me. He's got 20 fights and you've only got four. So I get it. Like It doesn't make sense when it doesn't make sense. Even though that's the fight I want and I'm not that can beat him. If it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. So if I have to fight the next fight or two fights down the line or three fights down the line, I'm not really bothered as long as I get there. But yeah, I think it'd be a good fight. I think it'd definitely go either the distance or I'd do him in the rounds. I think maybe the first round he'd probably, he'd probably take it. He's a bit strong. He comes out aggressive as wrestling. He keeps coming. But that's the thing with me. You might be able to take me down, which I don't believe he can. Wait, let's say he does, he, he can't hold me down. No way. I'd pop back up every time. And when I do, he's got no hands. He's just a wrestler, really. For me, I think it's just a perfect matchup. Well, before you get to Mark, you got Daniello Sarimento yeah. Jr. He is undefeated yeah. just like you. What are your thoughts yeah. on the challenges he poses for you? Um, so, I'm definitely not looking past him. Uh, I've watched his fights. Uh, I've had a little look on the social media and that as you do. Uh, I'm definitely not looking past him. Uh, I think everyone believes that this is an easy fight for me and I'm just going to run through him. But I think he definitely possesses more of a than people think. His record only says 3 you know, but on his Facebook it says he's 8 you know. Um, you know, maybe he's not the best wrestler, he's not the best uh, grappler. But if you watch all his fights from as soon as the bell rings, he comes out and he doesn't stop throwing heat and he has got knockouts. So, you know, if you underestimate a guy like that and you just walk out with your chin up and he touches you, you're going to sleep. 
So I have been training specifically for him, you know, the overhand right hook, left hook, overhand. I've been training for that style. Uh, I think maybe you'll see more of me on the feet as well. You know, you never know. Let's see how the fight goes. But yeah, I'm ready, and I think I think I'll beat him. I think I can get another first round win. But let's see. Yeah, if you if you look at his record, it seems like he hasn't fought in a long time. And that yeah, might so, be a huge factor, you know, when it comes fight it, night. Do you, it, do you believe in cage rust? Uh, I, definitely, I definitely do not believe in cage rust. I think it's all... Uh, if you're training, you're training. If you're not, okay. If you're not training and you go and fight, yeah, you're gonna be, your timing's going to be off. But if you stay training, you're going to be better than ever, I believe. But it says it's in a long time. But topology doesn't always have everything correct. I, I went on his book and he, he fought four weeks ago or six weeks ago at 77 kilos in MMA. Maybe it just wasn't sanctioned. Do you know what I mean? You know what it's like in the Philippines sometimes. Uh, it's like that, isn't it? So I think he's more active than what Apology says. But um, yeah, 77 it was his last fight. Now he's fighting at 65. You know, will that affect his performance? Will he make weight? We'll have to wait and see. I, I, I don't believe he's a 65. I believe he used to be a 65. All fights, he's got an eight-pack. He, he, he is a short guy. In his last fight at 77, he just looked big and busted. So I think maybe the cut might do him some damage in the cardio department. Or he might just miss weight. I, I, don't, I really don't know. But either way, I'll fight him. Even if he comes in at 77, I'd still fight him. I'm not really that ass. Well, it seems like you're going through a long training camp for this fight. I think it says that you've been you're going to take a ten week camp, three sessions a yeah. day. How has the camp been for you? Um, so we've kind of changed the way we've been training here at Monarchy you now. We've got um, Camargo overseeing the pro practice now. He's like the head coach, and uh, he's come with more of a like a methodical approach. We're all using the heart rate monitors. Uh, we all stick to a schedule. Now we've added strength and conditioning into our training. He's got us a lot of sponsors, supplements, lift uh, gym sponsors to go and lift weights. So we're doing a lot of like plyometric stuff. I'm doing road work. It's the first time in a camp that I've ever lift weights, jog, plyometrics and supplements before doing MMA every day, wrestling every day, jiu-jitsu every day, boxing every day, Muay Thai every day. I think, yeah, that's, that's good enough. Don't get me wrong, I do believe that will make you technically very well, but then you're going to come into the fight and let's say you do fight a guy like who's a physical presence, maybe that might edge out the win for that guy because he's lifting and he, you know what I mean? So now we're looking at all aspects of the game, conditioning, mobility, we've got a yoga sponsor, we're doing yoga, and I believe that's definitely the best camp I've ever had. And it's the best I've felt physically so close to the fight. Normally at this point, I'm broken. And then I take the last two weeks to slow down and the my body. Now, I feel like I could fight tomorrow. No injuries, no pains. I'm physically in the best shape. The, the only problem I'd say is lifting weights. I'm, I'm bigger. So I've got to do a harder weight cut. Instead of at this point now, I'd normally be 70 kilos. Now I'm about 73. Uh, I, I've been doing the BMI and I've put on like an extra kilo of muscle mass. So I'm a bit heavier and a bit healthier, but I'm still feeling good. Cardio is amazing. 
with all the plyometrics and the road work. I feel better, more mobile than ever with the yoga. I feel great. Feel better than ever. <laughs> with all that said, what type of performance are you expecting out of yourself at URC seventy seven? Um, honestly, I am one of them, but I have a game plan and I go in there and I try to stick to it. But say at the same time, I'm ready to go five rounds, even though we're only fighting for three. And I'm ready to throw the game plan out the window and just fucking stand and bang if we have to. But that's if we have to. You know, I think I'm going to go out there and I'm going to in the first. But let's say he is resilient and he does defend and he, he does make it a standing fight, then I'm ready for that as well. I'm, I'm honestly ready for everything. I believe I can beat him at his strengths, but obviously I want to beat him at my strengths. So wherever it goes, I'm comfortable. But honestly, if you were to ask me if I had to pick, I'd say you're going to see a first round submission spectacularly. All right, one last thing before I let you go. I wanted to ask you about Victor Georgeson. What's going on with you and him? What's this uh, beef that's happening between you guys? Fuck this guy, man. This guy is a pretender and a faker. So, me and Victor, we were supposed to fight in Bangkok when I was 2-0. and So, in the fight, the sponsors that were paying for the event pulled out. So, instead of paying me 1500 US dollars, now they ask me, will you fight for free? And I said, no, I won't fight for free. And Victor said he would fight for free. So Victor's like, hi, why won't you fight? You're a pussy. And I was like, nah, bro, this is my career. I'm not fighting for free. Now, recently, there's an MMA event in Vietnam. It's going to be the first ever event. Recently, these guys contacted me and asked me, do I want to fight Victor in July? So I said, yeah, if I'm getting paid now, I'll fight him. Obviously, I'm not fighting for free. I'm not an idiot. So they sent the contract over here, yeah, whatever. I'm ready to fight. So now they've asked Victor, and Victor said, yeah, he wants to fight, but he doesn't want to fight me. So this guy's just a pussy, bro. He don't want none. He, he, said, he said on Facebook that he broke his hand. That's why he doesn't want to fight me. But he's chatting shit. He, he hasn't fought in over eight months. He's, I follow him on Facebook. He doesn't even train. He's just fucking teaching PTs and making money. This guy's 0-1, and I'm soon to be 5-0. and me and him aren't in the same league, do you know what I mean? He, he doesn't deserve to fight me. The only reason I want to fight him is because I don't like him. He's the type of guy that I would take down and would not submit. I would want to drag him out three rounds and just pound him out. But if we don't fight, it doesn't bother me also because who is he? He's no one. He's a bum. I don't really care about him. Well, hey, you don't have to care about him because you got a fight coming up April 27th, yeah. URCC 77, yeah. Raw Fury in Manila. Shaquem, it's always good talking to you, man. You're one of the yeah, rising man. stars in Asia. And, uh, you know, I see a bright future for you, man. Hopefully, lad. Hopefully. <laughs>